Hi there, what's up? And hello, welcome back to Marie Caro and Friends, a podcast hosted by me, Marie Caro. I am just going to do a little short episode for you today because I wanted to celebrate the fact that I have a new microphone. And uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you have seen it. And I just couldn't really contain myself from doing it. But as you can hear, um, my voice is horrible because I've been sick for about a week. So it's just going to be a short one. But let's do it. today's episode I'm just gonna do a little something you see I know I'm not the only one who does this but um no we're not talking about others we're talking about me and how I just simply suck at replying to reviews I wish I didn't suck at it I wish I could just reply to them as soon as I get them but you see because of the time difference when I post the chapter on like late night I usually get all the reviews during the night and when I wake up, it's like early in the morning, I haven't gotten my coffee yet, and I'm in zombie mode, so I just forget to reply to them. And so I'm going to reply to them right now. The story I'm going to reply to the views for um, is The Undecided. It's, to summarize it, it's a story about witches, so if you like that kind of thing, just check it out. It, you can find it on my profile, in my group on Facebook, on my website, basically anywhere. Um, so there was this one particular review that asked if it was going to be a sequel. Like, right now I haven't really planned on it because this story is like three years in the making and I'm still not finished with it. For some reason it's like the hardest story I've ever had to write. I don't know why. I think it might be because a lot of it is just, you know, nothing of it is based in Twilight at all so it's basically almost like an original completely original story just borrowing the names and um I've always been very interested in like Wiccan and witches and magic and stuff so I really want to do it justice and so when I write it it for some reason it just takes a lot of time and I haven't planned a sequel right now uh, it probably won't happen. I would love to if I could just maybe get my head out of my ass and start to like plan and outline like properly. But until I learn to do that, no, there will not be a sequel. I wanted to take this time to also um, keep everyone up to date on what's actually going on around the fandom. So the Bothered Contest uh, is actually on its last day the well for me here in Sweden the deadline has already passed but as I've understood it um if you have any submissions that you want to get in and they are in early Monday morning they will be accepted to the contest as well uh in contests uh, over at Twi Phantom News is absolutely still underway it will be until September 22nd and we have another contest, a real classic coming back to us. It's the Twi Tricks and Treats contest. It's a Halloween inspired or Halloween, well, not inspired, I, I guess. Well, now I lost the word, but who cares? It, it's uh, it's stories centered around Halloween. Let's, let's just keep it at that. It's a real classic. And if you like Halloween stories, I definitely recommend you read the submissions once they start to 
uh, fall in because they are usually great. I mean, I'm a huge Halloween lover. I don't know about you, but I am. So yeah, we have that. And coming up, we have actually two interviews with us today. I am interviewing Stephanie Smith-Busbin and also Alicia Northrup. So in a minute, we're going to welcome them to the podcast. All right, let's do this. First out, we have Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome to my podcast. I'm so happy to have you here and that you wanted to do this with me. Thank you for having me. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right in. Um, so uh, in the fandom, we know you as the wonderfully funny and at times inappropriate bitter harpy. Would you say you are the same person outside of the fandom as well? Um, in a word, yes. Um, what you see is what you get. Um, but it took me a long time to grow into this confidence that I have now. And I really think the fandom is mostly to be credited with that because, um, you have this online persona and it doesn't always seep into your real life. Sometimes it's too separate, Mm -hmm. but then I really liked who I was when I was interacting with people. So I decided to carry it on over and here we are. That sounds really great. Um, okay. Next question. For fun, I can only assume that you as a parent sometimes embarrass your kids. Um, What's one thing you've done to them that still makes you laugh today? I don't set out to embarrass my daughters, but it does happen. I I don't have much of a filter, and I'm outspoken, so I am sure I do embarrass them from time to time. (laughs) Always considered a parenting perk. Definitely, I agree with you there. But moving on to fandom stuff, your group, Bitter Harpy Fan Fiction, has grown quite big and has become a place people feel comfortable to post in and talk. And um, what do you think is the reason your members love to engage so much with each other there? Bitter Harpy Fan Fiction, which just celebrated its fourth birthday, is my happy place. I wouldn't consider it big, okay. but I, has, I have always valued quality over quantity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wanted a group where there's no judgment or shaming where people can laugh and make fun of themselves and just be themselves. Um, Just come as you are and shout out to all my bitter harpies. Oh, that's really nice to hear. Um, So, okay, Uh, you've written a number of stories and going off the number of reviews, favorites, and follows, most of them are very popular. What have you noticed are the things that really draws the reader in? I consider myself to be an indie writer. Mm Mm-hmm. I look at it like it's a high school. I'm not super popular, but I'm not exiled either. But honestly, we're all successful in our own way, and I appreciate and support all those who put themselves out there, because it's not easy. That is way too true, really. And by the way, I love that analogy. Um, So actually, I'm going to just jump off a little bit and give a shout out to pretty much every author out there. I think all of you are awesome, and I want you to keep doing what you're doing. And... Let's get back to the interview. Sorry for straying there for a bit. Um, so after seeing the movie with your husband, do you remember what it was that made you want to read the books? My sisters and a Grey's Anatomy group I belong to were insisting I read these books. But I was like, I don't do vampires. <laughs> like, I just don't. Then my husband dragged me to this movie. And honestly, I didn't even make the connection until later. All I knew is that the guy that plays Cedric was in there. And Kristen Stewart, who I'm a big fan of. 
And then I saw Esme, who actually played Rebecca and Ava in Grey's Anatomy. And right. I, think I was more impressed by that than I was anything. Mm-hmm. But then later, when I made the connection, I read all four books in three days. And uh, my husband actually hated the movie and is kicking himself every day that he introduced me to it because I'm obsessed. <laughs> I believe you're not the only one there. And I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say that we're very grateful that your husband dragged you to the movies. Um, so like myself, you focused on writing stories with, uh, Bella Edward pairing. I'm assuming that means you're mostly a woman of canon, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, however, do you think you'd ever write another pairing? I don't necessarily mean non-canon, but just a different canon pairing. I don't necessarily... Let me put it this way. I am an Edward and Bella H.E.A. girl. Mm-hmm. I am very canon with the main characters, but I might play around with the other non-main characters some. Yeah. I don't think I would write another pairing, but if I did, it would be Jasper and Bella or Edward and Rose. Okay. I don't just want to focus on Twilight here, so I'm going to make a turn and talk about something else. I've understood you're quite the Grey's Anatomy fan, as you mentioned before, and that you've read fanfics in that fandom as well. Do you have a favorite you want to tell us about? I not only belong to the Grey's Anatomy fandom, I wrote for the Grey's Anatomy fandoms 14 stories. To oh, be exact. That's impressive. All those stories that had Grey's Anatomy references, those were adapted over to Twilight. I recycled, so to speak. My favorite story that I read, however, was called Lightning Strikes Twice by Aria Otigo. Maybe there's someone brave out there who wants to try this non-Twilight fic. Now, um, with your experience in the fandom, you joined fanfiction.net back in 2012. Is there anything you're still curious about and want to explore further? Well, I didn't start posting my first story until 2012. Mm -hmm. But I've been in the fandom since February of 2009. Um, I just kind of lurked in the shadows and just read all the really great fics that were out there. Yeah. Um, but I didn't recycle my first story until 2012. Um, do I wish there's anything that I could wish I could explore further? I pretty much think I'm doing it all. Um, I'm way more involved in this fandom than I anticipated I ever would be. Yeah. I write, I read, I have a group. I admin and moderate several other groups. I judge several contests every year. Mm -hmm. I am throwing a contest myself, the bothered contest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm a reporter for Twi Fandom News. I'm co-writing with Lady Libra and Should Be Cleaning. Both stories should make their, review, their debut in 2020. Mm. I'm writing for the second annual Babies at the Border compilation. It's kind of like a part-time job, but it's a labor of love for me. Quite simply, it's my happy place. It's very true. Okay, so um, a question I'm going to ask everyone I interview, and that is because I think it's important for people to know that if you ever fail at something, you're not alone and someone might be able to help overcome it. So what's something you failed at and how did you overcome it? Have I ever failed at everything? Oh, way too much to list. But I don't dwell on my failures. Mm -hmm. After all, you can't have success without them. I don't think I've ever heard words more true. Um, so is there anything I should have asked but didn't? Do you have a story you wish to tell? You have... Completely free hands here. What makes this fandom what it is? Right. The people in it. The stories we tell. Mm -hmm. The readers and writers we get to know. Mm -hmm. Some of these people I consider my closest friends. 
you included. Oh, thank you. I went to the last meetup in St. Louis and met so many people who were previously living in my computer that I interacted with every day, and I got to put my arms around them, and that was so incredibly special for me. Yeah, that's very true. Thank you so much for wanting to be a part of this. This was really fun. Thank you so much for thinking of me. It really was fun, wasn't it? Thank you again, Stephanie, everyone. So the next interview is going to be Alicia in a minute. everyone we are back and this time we have Alicia with us welcome Alicia and thank you for also wanting to be a part of my little podcast here um so let's just start right away um Alicia you've done a whole lot of interviews where you ask the questions um how does it feel having the roles reversed for once uh how does it feel it feels uh sympathetic to be perfectly honest, okay. um, kind of feel like in the hot seat. Oh, um. <laughs> kind of understand my uh, my uh, authors that I interview and stuff like that yeah. now. Yeah. Though to be fair, they didn't have to physically record their voice answering my questions, so I feel a little bit m- more on the spot, I suppose. <laughs> no, yeah, I understand that. I'm I'm sorry. I hope this isn't uh, making you too uncomfortable but i'll try to make it as painless as possible okay um so you are a very active member in the fandom not just as an author but you are involved in groups and contests and whatnot do you have a favorite um let's call it department of the fandom i don't feel like i'm very active in the fandom (laughs) really (laughs) um being in so many groups and yeah. helping with contests, I, I still, uh, but I guess, I don't know, my, my favorite department, I guess, would be contests and interviewing. Mm-hmm. I, I love the contests and ideas behind it and to read people's entries, see what they come up with these, uh, amazing ideas for what we decided on, you know, genre yeah. or whatever so like as a the bothered contest i love being a judge for that it's been the stories have been absolutely freaking hilarious (laughs) yeah and the mini contest i participated in with tfn Mm -hmm. i'm just blown away with people's ideas and it's been great yeah right totally interviewing authors I love that because I like getting to know these authors and how they came up with their stories of my favorite fix or fix that I've discovered and mm-hmm. from them and I, I want to know well how did you do it because <laughs> I, I would love to learn more right. from you and I'm sure the rest of the fandom would love to learn too so those are my two favorite things of the fandom that I participate in and get to do yeah right yeah no I totally agree with you there um and some of your stories are centered around family life. Do you use real life experience when you write about that, or is it something else that inspires you? I do use real life experiences. Mm-hmm. Currently, uh, uh, my current fic that I'm on, working, you know, writing, I uh, took three of my family members 
Okay. My dad, my brother, my cousin. Oh. And uh, May Damon. He's, like, definitely the spirit of those three. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish I could say exaggerated on those three, but combining those three would be Damon. And that's scary to think about, but it's <laughs> true. Um, so... Uh, especially in the current fic I am working on, A Family of Conviction, I used a lot of scenarios that have happened Uh um, to my family that I experienced personally myself. But if it's not my own family or history that's inspired me, it's movies or things like that. But definitely, definitely it's from personal experience. It's easier Mm -hmm. to write about something that's you've experienced yeah, than it right. is researching. I suck at researching. <laughs> <laughs> so I try, I, so yeah, definitely easier to use my personal experience. Uh, right. Yeah. I can, I can, I can sort of relate to that. I mean, like my own stories, they're not based on real life because that would be extremely weird since I write a lot of fantasy. Um, but anyway, this is not about me. This is about you. Sorry. Um, so I, I know that choosing between your own stories is really difficult, but is there a certain one that you just like just a little bit more than the others? It is really hard to pick a favorite fic out of the fics I have. Mm. But um, I, I too. Uh, but one of my is uh, What's Love. Mm. It was the fic I wrote coming back into the fandom. Right. I, of course, writ- written stuff before when back in 2009, 10, mm-hmm. 11, mm. when I was young and angrier. <laughs> so you can see some of that reflection in my writing. But when I came back 2016 and decided to write it, I was trying to use it therapeutically. I exaggerated, obviously yeah. I exaggerated a lot of situations that happened in the fic, but, um, Mostly I'm proud of it because it was my first fic that I completed coming back to the fandom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was... Yeah, I guess because I completed it coming back to the fandom and I hadn't completed a fic since 2010. Right. And currently I still have one unfinished fic that I don't know if I'll ever be able to finish because okay. I'm not that same person I was. Right, right. My other favorite I have, you know, is my... I really am enjoying, I really enjoyed writing, um, Ela because I kind of liked that Bella. Mm-hmm. I liked how strong she was. I liked how she was a survivor. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those two definitely, um, What's Love and Ayla definitely are my two favorites out of that I wrote myself. Okay, cool. Um... So you've previously said that you can't really remember exactly how you came to read the books. So uh, I'm just going to focus on the fan fiction aspect instead. Um, so I found that the first story you read was Wide Awake. What was it about that story that made you want to explore the others? Wide Awake gave me, uh, I don't know how to put it, like inspiration that, hey, these two characters are like not even like the original characters they're completely different but Mm. it was cool because i wanted to read about the six main characters yeah but it was nice reading human aspects of them someone else's creation Mm -hmm. and how could you not want more after wide awake right uh 
it led me to reading more of her stories and then looking at her favorites and what does she like to read? And I went from there and I just kept going and going and going. I guess mm-hmm. that's pretty much how I found others. A human element of Wide Awake is pretty much why I decided to expand and look at more yeah. fan fiction. Because I wanted more human elements of the six main characters. Yeah, right. Um... So your own stories are focused on Edward and Bella and mostly written from one of their perspectives, right? Um, what drives you to want to reimagine those characters over and over? I do write mostly Edward and Bella and it's 95% of the time it's definitely from their perspective. Mm. Almost all my stories switch point of views between those two. Yeah. Though I did expand in my newest fic to four points of view and I'll see mm. how everyone takes that. But um uh what reimagine them care It's easier I guess cuz they were the main characters of the original stories to yeah take them and use them for main characters in my own stories because of the adaptation. Oh, they're already main characters. I'll just make my characters again. So it's when I come up with a new plot idea, plot bunny, whatever, mm. it's always Edward Bella, Edward Bella. It's just easy, I guess, to automatically adapt them to what I want. Yeah. Because they're already main characters. You always hear from that. You always heard from Bella and you always heard about Edward from Bella's perspective yeah. in the original story, so it's not hard to adapt them to what I want. Right. I guess that's that's why I do it over and over, I guess. It's just easy to it's easy to place them in main characters when they already were main characters. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Pretty much the same for myself. Um, so, um, would you ever consider writing for the non-canon part of the fandom? I'm pretty sure there are quite a few people already out there that would definitely read something non-canon if you were to write it. Yes. I actually have a plot bunny um, idea for a non-canon fic. It's a Jasper Bella fic. Mm-hmm. I actually read non-canon quite often. I love it. I yeah. love... Jasper Bella. I haven't found the perfect Emmett and Bella. Mm. I like Paul and Bella too. I've kind of found a couple fics that were that have drawn me to a Bella and Paul. Yeah. So yeah, definitely can see myself writing a non-canon fic in the future. Mm. Once I can get through the three plot bunnies that need to be addressed <laughs> first. <laughs> Finishing, you know, um, a family conviction, promises made, extension on my own life yeah and then of course my (laughs) the fic i'm entering for the babies at the border yeah you know so once i get those done that is my goal is to write that non-canon i'm really excited about it so i've been kind of building my outline to kind of remember what i wanted to do Mm. so should be fun it should be interesting yeah oh i'm sure i am going to be waiting for that because um I have just started to discover some non-canon myself, so um, I will be uh, holding on to my seat, waiting for you to come out with that. 
Um, you've been subjected to quite nasty guest reviews in the past. I read a few of them for my first podcast episode. How does that critique affect you now after so many years in the fandom? I, I honestly don't get affected by nasty guest reviewers because that's just saying that they're guests. I don't know them. They're hiding behind the fact that they know we can't say nothing to them. We can't yeah. find them, and I find that cowardly. I, oh, yeah. You can't affect me if you're not even going to put, uh, tell me your name, not even allow me to talk to you about what a crappy fic I wrote or how, yeah. whatever. Not even scary. I've had one, one guest review that really bother me because it was just so personal yeah. and they use certain words within the review that really was like wow I'm not your kin <laughs> don't call me that mm, mm. and I'm not too big for my britches I'm just right I'm very humble I don't you know I don't yeah it doesn't really affect me anymore it didn't okay. even maybe when I was night you know 18 19 yeah but then I wasn't really writing on fan fiction not I was I can't even remember the platform it was a fan ran site yeah it was bloggerish you know and no one there wasn't guest reviews everyone was probably my age maybe older yeah and then when I ran into the by the time I came to fan fiction net uh, I kind of ran out of steam I was starting college I was trying to find my place in the world after mm. high school and just dropped off so mm. I didn't have guest reviewers at that time okay. and now as an adult I'm adjusted I'm I just have thick skin I've been bullied my whole life I've never had you know nice contact with people so guest reviewers it's really hard to bother me it's more comical yeah than anything okay. because they have no guts to sign into their account and say that to my face to where I can actually respond to them, so they they don't hold a lot of power over me. Well, I guess it's good that you've started to build that defense up, I guess. I mean, just starting to... It, it rolls off you, it just it doesn't affect you, that's good. Um, because I know that there are people out there that are still very sensitive, and these reviewers really, really hurt them, and that's what actually angers me the most. I, I've known quite a few authors that have actually stopped writing because of them, so I'm hoping that those of us who um, aren't generally affected anymore can band together and really make sure that that these authors that quit um, are encouraged to continue. But um, with your vast experience of being a writer yourself, as well as having interviewed many other authors, is there anything you still want to try or explore further in in the future? Um, I explore further. I would really, I really want to do my non-canon effect. Yeah. Um. That is definitely something I want to do. I want to try. I want to explore it. Is mm. like you know my Bella Jasper fic. It definitely eats at me. I haven't got to it yet, but I need to do one fic at a time Yeah. so that I don't overwhelm myself. I have, you know, a lot of things started, several chapters going, but I want to finish this one, finish that one so I can have my full attention because when all the characters are talking at once, 
as a writer, you know, you know, it's just hard (laughs) to give everyone the attention they want. Yeah. So I really want to do the non-canon. I really would love to try a, a brutal, like, just... Like, What's Love, if you ever go and check it out, it's not very popular because it's very um, graphic. It's gruesome. It's very triggering. Yeah. You have to have a gut to really read it. Plus, well, then again, What's Love is not exactly very good fic. It's not very plotted out or planned out. You can tell it's horrible. But anyway, I really want to try something like that. Not necessarily like that, but... One of my mafia fake ideas, especially my own life. Yeah. And promises made, more ruthlessness. Not afraid to make Edward that kind of killer or Jasper. To give him a true mafia heart. Not like, oh yeah, we don't deal with drugs because I don't believe in it. Because right. like a real mafia leader would too deal in drugs. Yeah. He would too deal yeah, yeah. in human trafficking. No matter how much heart we would want to put into our characters, we don't want to make him like that. Mm. Let realistically, a mafia ruler would be into that. Yeah, I would like to try to brave enough to <laughs> create a character that's actually true to what what the subject would be. Mm. Would I ever do it? Probably not. There's a lot of um, realistic, very graphic type fix I would like to try, but again, it, maybe just for myself and maybe a couple friends, but I don't know if I'd ever publish them. But those are, so more non-canon and more graphic realism, I guess you could say. Yeah. Those would be something interesting to try for me. Yeah, that would absolutely be cool. And if you were to post it, I know I would read it because I love graphic realism. Um, maybe I'm a bit weird, but I do. Um, so this the next question is one I asked Stephanie earlier so I'm gonna ask you the same um what's something you failed at and how did you overcome it I have a few things that I know I failed at and as for overcoming them I really haven't yet I failed at telling I I feel like I could have told Bella and Edward's story much better in driving forces than I did okay I'm hoping to do better in the future. I won't ever go back. I don't like going back and fixing fix. They are the way they are. Right, yeah. And um, it's just too much time to go back and edit them and yeah. fix supposed plot holes or whatever because they're they're finished. They're done. Yeah. I, f- I really, one of my biggest failed at is I don't communicate with anybody well. I don't reach out when I need to reach out. And I'm not overcoming that. Those are, I don't know, I guess that's what I failed at. Yeah, Uh, but I would say that's just something that makes you human. I mean, I think humans in general today are not the best at communicating or reaching out. We want to be independent, especially in this technological time that we're in, when we have all the information of the world just one click of a button away, right? But I wish I could have your distance uh, of the stories that you have, that you can just let them go, even if you feel that they are not like where you want them to be, because I don't have that. I 
can't even count how many times I've rewritten my stories and I've pulled them and then published them again and I've rewritten them. I mean, my readers know how I can be just a little bit, like, annoying that way. It was just, yeah. I'm not even going to go further into that because it's insane how much I've, I've done that. So, um, is there anything uh, I should have asked? Um, do you have a story you wish to tell? I just want to thank you for, you know, interviewing me, asking these, these are really great questions. I'm kind of jealous because I don't, I don't think I ask such great questions when I'm interviewing. So thank you, you know, and I just want to say that everyone in this fandom, even with pettiness and drama that comes with it, mm. when you get a bunch of people together, there's always going to be that. Everyone oh, yeah, is so still so supportive of each other. Right, yeah. And keep moving forward and not allowing such things to break us and pull us apart. We just keep moving forward and doing great things in the fandom. Yeah. And the fact after all these years, we still have this amazing support system. We still have these amazing authors with us still yeah. writing for us these free fan fictions. So it's just really great to be part of the Twilight fandom to come together all because of four books and four movies. Five movies? Yeah, five. Oh my god. How pathetic is that? <laughs> And it's just great, and I'm thankful to be a part of it, to have made friends like you and so many other people, and even to get the ideas bounced around. It's been absolutely amazing, and I just want to thank everybody to out there in the fandom that you're just all amazing, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. And I am happy that you are a part of it. Thank you so much for being here with us today everyone that was alicia and that was it for the interviews um just one last thing before i declare this episode to be the end is that um this platform that i'm using to put this podcast on anchor usually has um like the opportunity to um, have sponsorships and maybe even like make some money uh, and I was going to ask if that is something that you would object to to maybe hear like an ad or two in the podcast episode but then I found out that because I am from Sweden and Anchor is only US based right now I don't have that option so um until they go global, um, this podcast will be completely ad-free. How about that? And that was basically what I had to tell you today. Um, while I've been talking, I feel like my voice has actually gotten a little bit clearer. But I, I'm, I still feel that I should rest now. So there won't be any more podcast episodes until I get my voice back completely. And I won't upload any of the chapters for Written in the Stars, but I do ask you to keep an eye out for when that will be. It should be sometime next, next week, but I can't exactly give you a date. But um, that's all for today, guys. Thank you for uh, tuning in and, and listening to this podcast of mine. Um, I want to thank 
Stephanie and Alicia again for wanting to be part of uh, this and wanting to answer my small interview questions. And the control is once again back to you. What do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to uh, bring up in this podcast? Um, I gave you a few options when I put the post up on Facebook about this microphone like do you want me to do a deep analysis of a, a my favorite twilight character do, do you want me to analyze my favorite fan fiction stories do you want to continue with the with the interviews do you want audiobooks what do you want just let me know um and i had a great time so until next time stay awesome